0: Okay guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me once again. Sorry, it's been a while, but that's just how it goes. But it's been an interesting day for those of you who know anything about me. You know that I'm uh, just a little bit political. And let me start off by saying this, and this isn't a good thing. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you about one of my flaws. This is, you know, this is being open and honest as much as possible. I've told people before that I'm a much better conservative or a much better libertarian than I am a Christian. That's not something I'm proud of. That's something I need to work on. My prayer life is not where I want it to be. Um, And I don't study as often as I need to or as as often as I should. There's a lot of things that I don't do like I'd like to, and I'm working on that. And um, so that's me being honest, what my problems are, what my issues are. However, I'm going to start off by saying this, I don't understand how someone could read the same Bible that I do, how someone could go to the same, um, sect of Christianity, I guess you could say, you know, I, I, attend a certain, uh, I wouldn't call it a denomination because we don't believe that we are a denomination. We believe that we are the church. Um, and I think that that is something that the world needs more of. You know we're supposed to be one body, not um, a head. Uh, head of the church with three hundred or three thousand or thirty thousand bodies. That's not what the church was supposed to be, according to the Bible. It was supposed to be, you know, Jesus and His bride, the church. It's supposed to be one body. We are supposed to be one mind. We are supposed to be in likeness of faith. So I believe that things have gone awry in that instance, in that case. But I will say this, like I said before, I don't understand how people could read the same Bible, hear the same sermons, go through the same beliefs, sing the same songs, and yet come to completely different belief systems. How could one tell you that they are a Christian? How could they profess to be a Christian? How could they profess to love God? To honor his creation and yet at the very same time seek to destroy that which is inside the womb you know there's a lot of things that have me worried about the incoming administration first off Kamala Harris is going to be president I don't care what anybody says that was the go all along if you remember back to the primaries and you probably don't because frankly and I'm not insulting anyone I'm just telling the truth Most people don't care about politics, as is evident by what is stated on Facebook. Most people care about the Super Bowl. I could not possibly care less about sports. I will watch WVU sometimes. I haven't watched a game this season because of the, uh, you know, the stickers that they're putting on the back of their helmets. The Black Lives Matter stickers that to me is a, you know, domestic terrorist organization. Marxist at the very least, but they they uh, they're and Antifa, they're responsible for a lot of the issues that we're having, burning down neighborhood uh, businesses and things of that sort. I don't understand how... I do understand. That's that's not true. I do understand how this happens. We have allowed the baby boomers, and we have allowed this, the sons and daughters of baby boomers to grow up and to go into these portions of academia into these universities and colleges and schools of higher learning. And we have allowed them to infiltrate the minds of the young people. We have allowed them to corrupt the minds of these young students that are paying so much money to go there. Prime example, there is a person that I know of member of the church. And I say that uh, if you're, you know, if you attend church with me or know of what I'm speaking of, you understand where I'm going with that. But I, I, believe that they are raised in, in the faith and that they are trying their best. I'm not saying that they're not, but whenever I look at what they post on Facebook, it is so, so far in away from everything that I have read, studied and grown to understand about the Bible and about how we're supposed to be. You know, the Bible tells us that, uh, you know, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Now, I'm not going to go into the Old Testament, the New Testament, the differences between the two. That is not this podcast. I'm sorry. There are plenty of people that are much more qualified to talk about that. But the Old Testament is there for our knowledge. The New Testament is written to us. The Old Testament was written to the Jews. There are two different uh Two different sections of the Bible that were written for two different periods of time and for two different people, groups of people. But there are still things that we can learn from the Old and the New Testament. We are not supposed to be living off of other people. That's not to say that we can't look out and look after one another. But we are not supposed to be relying on somebody else to give us sustenance. You know, that the Bible talks about that. There are people who were looking forward to Jesus coming back and they weren't working. They were just kind of loafing around all day. Yeah. Well, he's coming back soon. So what's the use of working? Well, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, yes, we should watch and pray. We should be ready to go whenever the time comes. If, if this world comes to an end, if something happens, if we're, you know, if we are lost in an accident, if you're in a car accident, if you're like this woman that just got shot in the neck, in the capitol building by either the capitol police or the secret service i'm not sure who it was but i believe both were there and you could very well say that she deserved what she what she got she was breaking into the capitol building i will say i believe that that is the building of the people these government buildings do belong belong to the taxpayer however you don't go in there Uh, and break through barricades, things of that sort. And I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But I will say, and we have to be intellectually honest with ourselves and understand that there is a huge difference between walking through some barricades, walking past some police officers. And if you want the video, let me know. Send me a text. Shoot me a text. I can send you a video that shows... The police essentially opened the barricades and walked backwards turned around and walked away they let people in to certain areas of the capital because they were trying to de-escalate so they just let people walk through there's a huge difference between that and possibly knocking over a vase or two and burning down your neighbor's business or stealing tvs or, you know, throwing bricks through windows and assaulting people, walking up behind somebody and punching them in the back of the head. Especially when they're older people, they're elderly, they're women, they're children. That sort of nonsense. You cannot equate those two things. You cannot do it. Like I said, I'm not condoning people tearing down doors or busting windows. But let's not kid ourselves. Those two things are not anywhere close to each other. And frankly, if you look at a lot of the pictures from the people who are inside that Capitol building, frankly, a lot of those people are not part of the movement that was there. A lot of these people were dressed in all black with a Trump hat on. I'm sorry, but the patriots that went over there to support our president and to hope that the Congress might get this right, which they didn't, by the way, the people who went over there were not going over there to loot and riot, steal and and to injure that's not why they were there so let's get that straight right off the bat no one is condoning what they did however let's not kid ourselves and try and say that they went over there for the purpose of hurting somebody i did hear one woman who said she was wanting to get a little bit of uh, nancy pelosi's hair another woman said that she was wanting her head um and you know and that that is not something that i want to condone either I don't think that that's what the goal was, and I don't think that's why people were in Washington. I think people were in Washington to show the people that are supposed to be representing us, the people that are supposed to be there to fight on our behalf, who essentially just laid down. You look at a lot of these people. Uh, Rand Paul just laid down. Tom Cotton laid down. Dan, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of his name now, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, Dan Crenshaw laid down these people just gave up absolutely gave up and you know what i'm mad at the democrats i am way way upset with the democrats however you know what i'm mad at somebody else even more than that i'm mad at people like uh people the people like olympia snow lisa murkowski susan collins john mccain the late john mccain you know people such as that mitt romney people who told us that there are republicans and then they go there and they vote with the democrats every single time every single time i'm mad at people like john roberts supreme court justice john roberts who is supposed to be an originalist constitutional judge but instead what is he well he's somebody who votes with Kagan. he votes with the other people on the left side you know Breyer, sotomayor people like that he voted with uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg all the time. He wasn't a conservative. He wasn't a Republican at all. He should have been an originalist justice. He was put in by, a, by uh, President Bush, if I'm not mistaken. So this is what happens. This is what we see. This is what seems to happen all the time. is The Republicans tell you what they're going to do. They might do half of it. The Democrats tell you what they're going to do, and they do all of it, and then some. That was the thing that was so special about Trump was he told you what he was going to do and he went out and did it even though everyone was fighting him every step of the way. And you know what? Republicans were fighting him even more so than the Democrats. You have these establishment Republicans that are just happy right now that everything's going back to normal. The money is going to be flowing and no matter how bad you have it, no matter how bad we have it here in West Virginia or any other state has it, you go over and you look. We have potholes all over the place here in West Virginia. Holes in the in the road that are big enough you can lose a car tire. I mean they're up to they're halfway up to your knee in some areas, these potholes that you have to avoid. And then you go over to Washington, DC, what do you see? You see tower cranes as far as the eye can see. There is no end to the construction that's going on over in Washington, DC. They're just a wash in cash. And then what do you have also over there? You have people like Boehner. That was what I remember. Charlie Rangel. He had that voice. Charlie Rangel used to say, Boehner, Boehner. So John Boehner, the crybaby, the guy that goes over there and weeps while he's talking about his family that had, you know, the bar or the tavern, whatever. You have him. He's a complete sellout. He sold out the Republican Party. And then what does he do whenever he's on his way out the door? He goes to work as a lobbyist for the tobacco industry. And this is what these people do. It shouldn't be legal at all, but now he knows exactly how to get through legislation. He knows exactly who to talk to and how to get it done. And we're the suckers. We're the suckers that allow this to happen, and he's the one that's profiting off of it. And this is what these people do. Don't kid yourselves. This Kelly Loeffler, I think is her name, down in Georgia. You know, a part of me is glad that she lost. I'm sick and tired of watching the Democrats win. But you know what? Part of me is glad that she lost because do you know what she did tonight? Do you know what she did this evening? She went in there and she told everyone in that council, in that uh, chamber, rather. She said that she was going to vote against the votes against this whole deal this morning. But because of the violence, as she called it, and make no mistake, the only violence that there was was the police officer or Whoever that shot the woman in the neck, once again, I'm not condoning what she did. I'm just telling you the truth. The only violence that happened was that. And she said that because of the violence, supposed violence, she's going to vote to go ahead and certify these votes and to go on. And let's just let's put Joe Biden in as president. So let's talk about this real quick. Now, I have to cut this off pretty short because once again, it's uh, trying to do this on the computer and these are. Limited to about 30 minutes. And I am on my lunch break here, by the way. So let me uh, get this knocked out real quick and you know, and head back out. But here's the fact of the matter. Let's, let's think about this for a second. Barack Obama, arguably the first black president we've ever had. I'm not going to go into that. Had an opportunity to do something phenomenal. He had an opportunity to be the best president that we've ever had. Instead, what did he do? He cared about his legacy. What did he do? He, he t- told us that police officers acted stupidly. He took the side of people who are gang members, essentially. He took the side of people just because of the color of their skin. You know, we hear people like Martin Luther King tell us that we're supposed to judge people by the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. But what did Obama do? He told us that Trayvon, if he had a son, would look just like him. First off, he doesn't know that. Secondly, that's a lie because he has no way of knowing what Trayvon would look like. All he was trying to tell you and I was that if he had a son, his son would be black. Okay, what's that supposed to mean? Was was your son a, a criminal? Was your son going out and trying to beat up somebody who was asking him why he was in a neighborhood? You know, maybe, the, maybe Trayvon was allowed to be in that neighborhood. I don't know. I don't know where he lives. Frankly, I never heard where he lived if he was in that area or not. All I heard was he was reaching in his, uh, you know, in his hoodie and his pockets and he was, you know, yelling at the Zimmerman and Zimmerman probably was egging him on too. I'm not doubting that at all, but you know, whenever you have a guy in a full mount and you're, you know, going to town, just wailing on his head or knocking his head off the ground, don't be surprised when he pulls out a gun and shoots you. Um, so and and don't kid yourself either. A 17, 18-year-old kid, 16 years old as well, especially if they're, you know, semi-active, can easily overpower uh, a middle-aged man or somebody who's isn't exactly fit. So let's not kid ourselves. That person is still a threat. And we just kind of went on a tangent there and I'm sorry, but you know, Barack Obama told us well, that Trayvon, he, if if he had a son, he'd look just like him. That's a lie and see what that does is that diminishes his argument if he would have been honest he would have said look it's a terrible thing i don't like anybody to die but let's look and see what the facts of the matter are let's look at the one who out in um ferguson reached for a police officer's gun that's attempted murder if you reach for a police officer's gun that is attempted murder Like I said, with this woman at the Capitol, she got shot in the neck. Why? Because she was somewhere she was not supposed to be in the Capitol police and the Secret Service have the authority, the ability and the right to shoot you. If you do that, if you go into places you are not supposed to be, if you threaten the president, if you fly in an area that's a TFR, it's a temporary flight restricted area, you get what is coming to you. You will be met with fighter jets. If you fly through an area, if you don't check the NOTAMs and you don't pay attention to what you're doing and you fly through, you bust that airspace that is protected for the president, you will be met with uh, fighter jets, F-16s, F-18s, whatever, you will be met with aircraft. And if you don't respond, if you don't reply, you will be shot down. That is how it works. And if you don't know that, <laughs> that's just too bad. You know, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. So let's get back to this. So Barack Obama had a wonderful opportunity to be a good president. And instead, he made race relations the worst that I've ever seen, even worse than now. So you have Barack Obama, who during his second term, he lost three and a half million votes between his first election term and his second he lost $3.5 million and still became president, still got reelected. Do you know why that is? It's not because he was wonderful. or he did anything great. In fact, the economy wasn't all that great under Barack Obama. Never went above about 2% as far as uh, gains. I don't believe it ever went above 2% uh, as far as the economy. It never rose very well. It, it was a very sluggish recovery. And people will say, well, he, he had the recovery. Well, I think he actually, it grew in spite of him. Be that as it may, he lost three or three and a half million votes between the first and the second time, and he was re-elected. And that's because an incumbent is very, very hard to beat. Now, let's look at Donald Trump. You have a man who got arguably 11 million more votes. I think it'd probably be more than that, based upon what I've heard with the fraud. 11 million more votes the second time around than the first. So he already had a record number of votes and now he gets 11 million more. And I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, he, he didn't win. You know why? Because the man who spent the whole summer in his basement, the man who had people sitting inside of hula hoops out on the campaign trail whenever he did go out. And by the way, he was only out during the daytime. That's kind of interesting to me. I heard about a something. I think it was called Sundowner's disease, if I'm not mistaken. People who have mental issues seem to do better during the day than at night, supposedly. And uh, I had heard that's why they kept him inside at night quite a lot. You look at this man, he couldn't even walk half the time. His wife or his sister or whoever it was would have to come out and walk away with him. Hold him up, you look at him, he was having trouble walking. Kind of like Hillary Clinton, frankly. They're not in the best of health. But the left propped him up, and why is that? How did he get 80 million votes? That's what I'd like to know. But why did they prop him up because they just wanted to get through the election so that they could put Kamala Harris in. And let me say this, and I don't care if you are a member of the church or if you are a Christian or if you're Hindu, Muslim, I don't care. If you believe that we need to have a female president just because we need to have a female president, you should not be voting. That is not a reason to vote for somebody. You don't vote for a person because they like basketball. You don't vote for a person because you like Jay-Z and they listen to Jay-Z. That is not why you vote for somebody. It's not supposed to be a cult of personality. We are supposed to vote for people who support our political ideals, who support our, our morality. Our morality should be under consideration. Whenever you go in to choose the person that you want to lead this country, to arguably be the most powerful man or woman in the world, what do you use in order to make your decision? Do you say, you know what, Hillary, I'm not a big fan of Hillary, but she would be the first female president. Well, that doesn't matter. I know that makes some people feel good, but you could have the first all sorts of things. And I'm not going to go into all the firsts you could have, but you could have the first person missing an arm. Does that person, does that person really bring anything more than a person who has two arms? Does a person who have no arms bring more to the table than somebody with one arm? This is ludicrous. You don't choose a president this way. You don't choose a CEO this way. You don't choose people in the cabinet this way. But this is what the left does. They tell us that we need to have a Supreme Court that represents the American people. And by represents, I don't mean that they stand for or work for the American people. No, no, no. They need to look like America. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? You're going to say, okay, well, we got to have an Asian here. We have to have a black man here. We have to have an American Indian here. We have to have an Indian American over here. Uh, You know, how do you do this? What sense does that make? I want somebody in office, in the Supreme Court, in Congress, I don't care where it is, in business. If I want a doctor, I want the best doctor money can buy, or at least the money that I can afford can buy, male or female, it doesn't matter. I want the best person for the job. And maybe I'm in the minority here, but I don't pick the president because he's a man. That's never been my thought. And I don't vote against somebody because she's a woman. Frankly, I don't mind the idea of having a female president. But I will tell you, I don't want the first female president to be the most socialist, the most liberal senator in Congress. And that is what Kamala Harris is. You know, Kamala Harris is a family. <laughs> I better not say that. I, w- I will say she is a shame to her father. She's a shame to her father. She was joking around about the use of marijuana saying that because she's of Jamaican descent, it's okay. Her father raked her over the coals for that. She told us that she listened to Jay-Z and Tupac and all these people, people who weren't even popular, who weren't even on the scene when she was in school. So what's that tell you? She was lying. She was pandering, but it doesn't matter. So we have two people who frankly didn't do well in the primaries and they end up as president and vice president. I hope you're happy, America, and this is where I want to finish up. Breitbart said that when you have these news agencies, when you have the news media telling other people or telling you or telling I, telling myself, that we are racists or bigots or homophobes or xenophobes or whatever you want to call it because we disagree politically with somebody, that that is no way to run the media. And he essentially said it's time for war he declared war on them which i think is why he's probably not alive today frankly i feel sorry for the man honestly he wasn't always a conservative he wasn't always a libertarian he came around to that line of thinking after quite a lot of thought but let me get to this where do we go from here i only have about five minutes left so i have to wrap it up quickly where do we go from here i'll tell you where we go from here We don't have a choice. We have a president, vice president, house and senate that is all liberal. And I mean far left. I don't mean classic liberal. I don't mean the classic liberal that stands for freedom of speech and things of that sort. No, that's out the window. You're allowed to have any position mentally, you're allowed to have any political position or opinion as long as it matches what they have. And I'll tell you what we're gonna see. We're gonna see the church the church is going to be pushed to accept gay marriage. They're going to be pushed to do all of these things that the Bible speaks against. They're going to be pushing for that. And they're going to say, well, you have to do it because you have a tax free status. So maybe it's time for the churches to quit getting the tax free status so they can still talk about what the Bible says. But let me say this. Here's what I think we should do going forward. If I find out that you are a conservative or that your morals or that your moral compass is aligned with mine, I'm going to give you business. And if I find that you're donating to Planned Parenthood, and if I find that you're cohorting with our overseas enemies, if I find out that you're giving aid and comfort to the enemy, you're done. I will never spend another dime in your facility again. And I hope that that's what everybody does. We can vote our conscience every single day of the year with our dollar. If you find a company out there that is pushing these liberal ideas, you know, quit buying there. Quit going to them. Quit giving them your money. Let's bleed these companies dry. Frankly, let's put them out of business. If that's what they want to do, let's do that. And you have people like Google, people like Yahoo or any other company out there. Whenever you see that they're giving millions or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to the left, you just say you know what i'm done i'm not going to use google anymore i'll use bing or whatever i don't care what it is DuckDuckGo, go whatever go to something else let's find out where this money is coming from let's find out why more money came into georgia from california than it did from georgia let's find out where that money was coming from and from who and let's quit supporting them it's simple as that let's bleed these companies dry and every single person who works for them and stands for that. You don't go to these companies and work for them without knowing how they, where they stand. You don't work for Facebook without knowing where they stand politically. And I'll tell you what, they have blood on their hands after this election. Facebook, YouTube, all of these companies, these people who are supposed to just be, essentially they're just supposed to be a, uh, a place where you can go and say whatever you will. They're not supposed to fact check. That's not it. I I'm sorry. You'll have to forgive me. I'm tired and I do not remember what, you know, what it's called, but they're, they are not there to fact check. That's not what they signed up to be. They're supposed to be, you know, someone who just allows it to happen on their page, but instead what they do is they silence. They, they pick the things that they want to allow and the things that they don't want to allow they silence. And that's not right. That's not how it should be. Mark Levin left Facebook because of that very reason. And, uh, you know, I might have to think about leaving Facebook as well. I might have to think about that very well. I'd hate to do it because I do have a lot of family and friends on there. And some of my family that lives far out, that's about the easiest way for me to keep in touch with them. But, you know, if, if they're as liberal as they plan, as they seem to be, then maybe I need to quit supporting them. And maybe you do too. Perhaps it's time for us to leave these these places and go to places that are a little bit more acceptable to our beliefs, like parlor. You know, it's uh, this is where we are, guys. We have a long, long road to hoe. And I tell you what, I feel bad. Abortions are going to be on the rise. Planned Parenthood is going to be fully funded again. The left is going to go insane. They're going to be absolutely drunk with power. And we have only ourselves to blame. You know why? It's because we allowed this to happen we knew this was going to happen for two years for four years and we still allowed it to happen anyway guys sorry to be such a downer but uh it's just the state of the state of affairs here so anyway guys thanks for coming and joining me like i said i sure appreciate the time that you give to come and listen to what i have to say let me know what you think give me a give me a message shoot me a text drop me an email let me know what you thought i'd love to hear from you guys